Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Religion Today with Martin Tanner, a weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. Have you ever wondered why many of the current generation, even from good religious families with time-honored values, most all of us share, have come to believe that religion is bad or worthless, or that the countries founded on freedom and religious principles, especially the United States, are bad. Tragically, this may even have happened to one of your children. If we take a look at the Doctrine and Covenants in section 101, verse 77, we can hear from the mouth of the Lord that the Constitution of the United States, quote, I have suffered to be established and should be maintained for the rights and protection of all according to just and holy principles, that every person may act according to the moral agency which I have given unto him, that every person may be accountable for his own sins in the last day of judgment. Therefore, it's not right that anyone should be in bondage. For this purpose, I have established the constitution of this land by the hands of wise men, whom I raised up unto this very purpose and redeemed the land by the shedding of blood. Close quote. That's a pretty strong statement. For those with religious beliefs, that kind of ends the discussion about whether the United States and the U.S. Constitution are evil. But there are other things that back up the idea that the United States is good. It's where we have freedom. Freedom is a good thing. So now back to the question. Have you ever wondered why millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Yers, at least Many of them disdain freedom, religion, American values. Well, one reason, one of the main reasons, in fact, is a very influential book, one which is basically pro-socialist and communist. It's anti-God. It's anti-religion, anti-freedom, anti-free market capitalism. In fact, when you get right down to it, it's anti-U.S. And in a nutshell, it's kind of evil propaganda. But its concepts are taught in schools all over the world, all over the United States, probably where your children attend. What book am I talking about, you might ask. 
It was written by a man named Howard Zinn, Z-I-N-N. He died just over a decade ago in 2010, but his anti-God values, his anti-American book, continues with great influence. The title is A People's History of the United States. Frankly, it's not really a history. It is, as I mentioned, kind of a propaganda book for socialism and communism, yet it's taught in many schools. It says that the U.S. was founded on and has always been full of racism, imperialism, and capitalist exploitation. You may never have even heard of Zen, but high school teachers and university professors who teach your kids have heard of him, and they use his ideas and maybe even his book in their classes. If you're trying to understand, then, why young people don't have patriotism and think of the U.S. as a bad place, Zinn may be at the heart of the problem. You may want to take a look at his book. I don't like the idea of buying it and adding money to that kind of a cause, but maybe buy a used one. Here are some of the examples of things you can find in Zinn's book. He says Christopher Columbus was evil. He has the idea in there that Abraham Lincoln really wasn't interested in freeing the slaves. Zinn says the U.S. and Europe weren't any better than the Nazis and then imperialist Japan in World War II. Zinn also says that the Vietnam War was not entered into by President Lyndon Johnson to stop the spread of communism, but it was America trying to take over the world and be part of nation-building efforts. Zinn, an ardent socialist and communist, thought the United States and Europe, which are mostly good, decent countries where good values are taught, were evil. Zinn reclassified and falsified everything religious and freedom-loving in his book, as I see it. He morphed in his book class struggle and shows that communists are good and the U.S. government is bad. Those who don't have power are workers and they're good and they're exploited and downtrodden unless they live in a communist country. And then they're well-treated. Who are the bad guys in Zinn's book? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Eisenhower, Kennedy. They're all bad in Zinn's book. It's fascinating that even the liberal historian... Arthur Schlesinger thought Zinn's book wasn't really good history. He thought that Zinn was a propagandist, not really a real historian. For Zinn, Christopher Columbus was a guy to hate. Before Zinn's book, Christopher Columbus was widely thought of as a brave explorer with the best of intentions worthy of admiration. 
now millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Yers, and others think Columbus was this committed genocidal person who destroyed many Native Americans. Zinn twists Columbus logs and his diary, which in the appropriate areas I have read many, many times. So I actually know that Zinn twists these. He twists Columbus' diary and is saying the exact opposite of what Columbus actually said and intended. Zinn turns Columbus, who made friends with and helped native Mesoamerican Indians. He says that Columbus exploited them. And incidentally, Columbus never landed in North America on any of his voyages, so Columbus wasn't some horrible guy who destroyed North American um, Native Americans. Zinn says Columbus enslaved Native Americans. He did no such thing. Columbus is seen by Zinn not as a God-fearing man who believed that the Holy Spirit influenced him on his voyage. Instead, he sees Columbus as this person who introduced slavery into the, into the Americas, which is just factually false. Native Americans had, in some cases, in North, Central, and South America, already enslaved each other well before Columbus, and Columbus actually helped some of them overcome that horrible condition. Respected historians like Samuel Eliot describe Columbus as a guy with some failings, especially by our modern standards, but one who did good things and had good motives. When we come back more about Howard's Inn, Christopher Columbus, and other things, stay tuned. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Religion Today with Martin Tanner continues on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're back. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. If you have a question or a comment about this or any other broadcast, please send me an email. I'll be happy to respond. Occasionally, it will take me a little while, so please be patient. But also, feel free to send me a reminder if you'd like. My email is martinstanner at gmail.com, martinstanner at gmail.com. Today, our subject is answering the question of why so many young people despite the things that we read in Doctrine and Covenants section 101, verses 77 through 80, which discuss the fact that the U.S. Constitution was established by God through wise men whom God raised up unto that very purpose. Despite those things, and despite the fact that anyone who reads the Constitution and understands U.S. history, learn and understand that the United States has at its heart 
freedom, free will, limited government, allowing individuals who always make the best decisions for themselves with very, very few exceptions, far better decisions than a faraway bureaucrat off in Washington, D.C. Therefore, limited government is a good thing and freedom to the extent possible while keeping values, law, and order is also a good thing. We're talking about how those basic purposes have been thwarted and rewritten and misinterpreted by a man who claimed to be a historian but was really a propagandist for communism and socialism, a guy named Howard Zinn, who wrote a book that's got a crazy title, especially considering what's in it. It's called A People's History of the United States. It's really not a history of the United States. Zinn also reverses and, and here I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the way others describe Zinn. Respected historians like Samuel Eliot describe Columbus as a complex guy. I mentioned this with failings, but failings according to modern standards, but basically a good guy. Now, Zinn reverses the purposes of what Columbus did and makes him out to be a bad guy. He uses this similar technique for purposes of the U.S. entry in the, into the Vietnam War. One of the things that Zinn's book says is that when the United States entered into the Vietnam War in March of 1965, when Lyndon Johnson was president, that Johnson didn't want to keep freedom in the world and stop communism, which essentially takes away freedom, Zinn reverses things. Zinn has this simplistic view of Vietnam. He basically says that the communists in Vietnam are good, that Americans are bad. Never mind that it was communist Ho Chi Minh and his troops that killed thousands and thousands and thousands of Vietnamese citizens. In Zinn's book, Ho Chi Minh is good. America is evil. It's that simple. Again, if you read about the U.S. Constitution and understand its precepts, you will see that the United States was established for good purposes that it has freedom, which is necessary. Free agency is at the heart of God's plan. We learn about God's plan and the struggles in the Pearl of Great Price and in the book of Revelation about how there's a struggle between good and evil, and there's one plan which allows freedom of choice. It allows for people to make their own choices and reap the consequences of those. There are other ways to do things, and one of those was set forth by Satan. And his idea was that 
And we don't know the details, but we know that he was going to attempt to save everyone. Some assume that's by coercion. Others assume that perhaps that was by misinformation. And I believe that is probably at the heart of it. Misinformation so that someone does not have the ability to make a free will kind of a choice is what we have when someone reads things that are not true. Jesus said, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you know the truth, then you can make good decisions. If you believe things that are untrue, then it's impossible to make good decisions. You don't have the appropriate facts with which to do so. Now, if you'd like some more information to combat what you would find in Howard Zinn's book, A People's History of the United States, an easy one that's quite well researched that I like that this might sound like kind of um, an interesting place to find it. It's not some detailed U.S. history book. It's simple to read. It's called The Ten Big Lies About America by Michael Medved. It has some great information there about the United States, about what it's done, about capitalism, about freedom, about... Native Americans, and so forth. The Ten Big Lies About America by Michael Medved. Have your kids read it. Read it yourself. I I quite enjoyed the book. Um, Maybe it will counteract some of the distortions that your kids have heard about, either directly or indirectly, from Howard Zinn's book. One of the most important principles which we should teach our children and we should understand ourselves, but which we often forget, is that at the heart of the purposes for living this life, when you get to the very core, the main purpose isn't to completely avoid all evil, or to force people to be good. It's to help people gain knowledge and the wisdom to choose good. One of the best ways to do that is to help people see about good moral traditional values, constitutional values, values of freedom, where people are coerced, where people are canceled, where people do not have the ability to learn and understand truths, they lose the ability to choose for themselves. They lose the essential core, important reason why we are born into this life. And they do that because they don't have the truth, which Jesus talked about as the thing that makes us free. Again, take a look at Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, verses 77 through 80, where God says that the Constitution 
was established according to just and holy principles, according to moral agency for wise purposes. God established the Constitution according to the hands of wise men who he raised up for that very purpose. Join me again next week. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.